I think it's nice to hear even people in the natural holistic world say, hey, if you want to get some treatments done, it's okay. It is. And you do you. And obviously you're perfect and just fine just the way you are. But you get to decide, yeah. you know, any any things you want to do to enhance your own appearance and, and kind of improve your confidence or get back that youthful plumpness in your lips. Yes, ma'am. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Oh my goodness. What's up with you, girl? How's it going? Oh man, there. this is an interesting season for like business for me because it's... Uh, specifically when I'm talking about Luxley Beauty, which is a brand that I have on Amazon, and... Uh, we deal a lot with manufacturers that are across seas. They're in China for the most part, and they have Chinese New Year, and mm. they are required to not work during Chinese New Year. Like they don't get to get to choose. Some people will still communicate with you through email, and I'm assuming it's because they're set up at home to do it because like their business is like shut down. Like you can't talk to a manufacturer beyond maybe just like a little bit of emails but um it's for an entire month it's like january 21st to february 21st and i am exactly a week out from chinese new year being over and it's like so close to go time i can i can taste it it's like (laughs) so it's been a really interesting time because we've been doing a lot of product development um before they went into chinese new year a lot of like trying to zero in on what is a viable product to work with and company to work with and things like that. And so we've got some really great things that we're excited about that are in the shoot. We're waiting for our samples to come and they will be sent out exactly a week from today. <laughs> Cause we've been, we basically put the order in like the week that they went out and they're like, we'll just process it when we get back. And it's like, okay, <laughs> okay. So I'm really excited because there's just a lot of fun things um, built into product development. I mean, it's definitely an insanely frustrating process. I did not anticipate how frustrating it would be until I started doing it. <laughs> uh, but it's also exciting at the same time. It's kind of that like nervous sided, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Girl, you have a lot of projects going on. It's fun I to, do. it's fun to watch and partake of said products when you create them because they're always amazing oh, so thank you I'm down i think that's part of and the frustration got... my uh well levels are high <laughs> excitement excitement levels are high yeah so on every front it's it's really exciting because it's kind of the eve of go time so i'm I feeling the buzz <laughs> well i love my luxley brushes so much oh yay that makes me happy 
so the this is like a really funny anecdote but I I actually find that I don't have to wash my Luxie brushes as often because a lot of other brushes like really don't pick up and deposit product well so yes. it hangs on to the product and they get really dense mm-hmm. and these don't do that which is not necessarily good in the sense that I could definitely up my brush hygiene (laughs) and wash them you know once a week or something like that which when I'm washing all my demo brushes for you know if I've done a beauty counter event or something to that effect I wash my own brushes at the same time but it's uh I I forget a lot and so they just they hold up they hold up to a lot of use. Yeah, they do really really well. That's a hallmark of a good brush is a brush that'll pick up and let go. Like it has to be able to hold on to some pigment, but it has to be able to let go as soon as you start touching it and flicking it. So, yep. and there's a lot, and I lot even, of brushes that don't do that. I even use a couple of them with like concealer or like mm-hmm. blending little bits of foundation and things mm. like that too. Sometimes, well, you know, I may and or may not have some exciting things coming on that front. So. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm excited um, too. Yes. And so I, uh, but they still hold up with the liquid products too, mm-hmm. as far as like picking up and depositing product well too, which is nice. Good. So, Good. I, lo- I love them. That makes me so happy. But <laughs> what about you? What do you got going on? What's new? I have been, um, also lots of exciting business things going on, but participating in, um, some business coaching and a business mastermind and being on the partaking end of said mastermind, which is really nice. Cause mm-hmm. I do, a lot of business coaching myself. And I think this needs to be said for, you know, obviously don't be your own practitioner as far as like healthcare practitioners too, Mm -hmm. you know, nutritionists, all of that. You need your own practitioners too. And I think same goes with business coaching. I help people so much with their businesses, whether it be nutritional therapy or beauty counter. And I love that. And I love what I do, but I also need some place where I can run to ask questions and fall apart and do what I need to do. So hundred percent, it's really helpful. Safe and the obli- safe space. Yeah. And the obliger in me loves having a business coach the same way. I love having a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I just need someone else to show up for that's bigger than what I'm doing. And then also helps me like realize my potential. And we always dig into Enneagram types and things Ooh, like that with this fun. particular business coach, Brianne, uh, Brianne Wick. I always want to say Brianne Dozier, but Brianne Wick, she's recently married. Oh, I'm glad and, I met her after she got married. Cause that makes it easier oh, for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've known her for a few years and, uh, worked with her in the past as well. And it's just been absolutely incredible. She's such an encouraging person, but she'll also give you like the direct tough love too and uh an encouragement and it's so nice for me to be with other people who are building in a similar stage of their business and who you know the the idea of a mastermind is to work with other people who you have you know multi multiple disciplines that you're bringing to the table so it's not just other you know uh health coaches or nutritional therapists or beauty counter consultants or what have you it's a really varied group of people who work in graphic design and web design and book coaching and all sorts of things so it's really really cool to learn oh, from those people about so how to many. write write better and yeah. how to show up better in your business and great perspectives social media it's great it's so so lovely so I've really really enjoyed that and so that I just awesome. want to like do super shout out to Brienne. <laughs> make sure you guys go check out her work she's got an ongoing uh she calls it a mini mastermind where you can go in and make a smaller like commitment to do, I think, six months of work with her in the mastermind context. And you get a mastermind with me, too. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. I do love her um, Instagram. 
Yeah, but she's stories. She's lovely. She does a morning affirmations every day. So shout out to her. But that's kind of what I'm up to right now is just making sure I'm plugging in and working on back end stuff and my systems and getting as organized as I possibly can for 2019 when stuff kind of blows up in a big way. So lots of lots of fun, exciting things coming. I love how you just said that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for everything to roll out this year. So um, I'm going to leave it at that. Otherwise, I'm going to say too much. <laughs> I love it. We both just teased things. I don't think we'd planned that. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's some teasers. So uh, we have some questions for Genevieve today, yes. and I, which I know is what you guys are all here for. Let's be real. <laughs> um, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> But what we're going to talk about today is some questions that we get often for the podcast and Genevieve gets often in her DMs regarding treatments and specifically like in the med spa world. And I think this is a lot of us want to know, you know, okay, we've got great natural, healthy skincare that we're using. We've learned how to take care of our skin with nutrition and um, lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, what's next? I might want to do some enhancements or some specific treatments to work on the damage before I knew how to take care of my skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do I do now? So a lot of the questions that you get are in this vein, especially from other people in the industry, right? Who want to yeah. do better by their skin and already have a great regimen. So I will say like everything you're going to say today, the caveat to all of this, everyone is like a great diet, like good lifestyle yes and you know obviously taking care of your skin with a quality skincare regimen oh yes no skin okay so skin is always a reflection of what's going on the inside great it totally is oh my gosh it's i think i don't think you could say it any better than that because it's just your skin tells you when something's wrong with your body 100 (laughs) percent. period Mm -hmm. uh okay so first question for you is what treatments are usually offered in like a med spa uh in just a med spa yeah I think that this actually probably comes to me more than almost any other question because people hear my background and they want to they want to just kind of dive in and see what I know so interesting thing about med spas is they obviously are short for a medical spa and a med spa is never going to have treatments in it that are going to be not necessarily cost effective then because because there's always a doctor who oversees the facility, which is why it's called a med spa. So if you're going to like a spa or something of that like, there's not going to be a doctor whose license is overseeing all said things. So you're going to find a different level of treatments to say that they're not they're better or anything. They're just going to be different. So you're going to find more facials and um, more specialists on the aesthetic end, whereas in med spas, you're going to find the treatments they're going to be um, slightly different. So you're going to find things like highly exfoliating treatments like microdermabrasion. That is a like truth be told, if if somebody could get a microdermabrasion once a month, if money were not a thing, it would be microdermabrasion <laughs> <laughs> because I it, I got huge results just from doing it one time. Right, microdermabrasion that is lasted months. Right, and 
really the thing about microdermabrasion is all about the exfoliating part of it. It's these little micro crystals and they look like white sand and the machine will have one tube put, um, pushing out the, the micro crystals and then the other end like sucking it up. So as you uh, run along the pattern along your skin, it's this tiny little little head that will do all the, the magic. It will resurface your skin and take all of the nasty dead skin cells off with it. So microdermabrasion is the jam. I love that treatment for people, especially if you have a great um, esthetician who understands how to work with your skin, prep it properly, and then be able to um, give you that glow in the end, that sort of thing. It's amazing. You can also get um, mild chemical peels. You're not going to find the chemical peels at a med spa that are going to be like five, ten, two weeks of downtime. It's going to be like you'll leave with a slightly pink face or you're definitely going to feel the tingle while you're there. It should be something that's going to be like you'll recover in like a day, like 24 hours. The redness will be gone. You can cover it up with like safe makeup. That's actually one of the reasons how I was introduced to safer makeup was Jane Iredale um, is carried in a lot of med spas because it's safe enough to put directly on skin that's been compromised to like a chemical peel. And uh, laser treatments are actually probably my favorite because <laughs> those were the things I spent the most time on. I did a lot of training on them. I trained other technicians. I went to a lot of training. So you're going to find things like laser hair removal, photo rejuvenations, things like IPLs, intense pulse light, um, and things like Fraxel, which is basically like laser resurfacing. You think like the ultimate microneedling experience is what Fraxel is. And there is a little downtime involved in that one. But that one is laser and is done with lasers. And then the next thing you'll most likely find are things like injectables. This is where the doctor comes in. Typically, you're going to find a doctor or somebody like a registered nurse or a medical assistant doing injectables. Things like um, hyaluronic acid fillers and botulinum toxin fillers. And there's all different brands of those things. And then you're going to find permanent makeup and tattoo removal. Other common procedures are probably led by the doctor that are like cellulite reduction, tissue tightening, Um, sometimes you're going to find facilities that are going to also be slightly in the plastic surgery realm of like in-office treatments, like fat transfers and things that require a little bit of downtime and things like that. So that's, that's the bulk of what you'll find in a med spa. That's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot of variety. Do med spas usually use pretty clean natural ingredients for the like prep and skincare around the treatments? (laughs) No, heck no. No, it's it's all about efficacy of the treatment. There's very little conversation around um, safety in Mm. ingredients. Uh, And and in a lot of ways, I understand because most of their efforts are spent on um, getting results, truth be told. And there's not enough safety data around ingredients in our personal care products. And the things that we do have safety data on is not taken seriously enough. And so yeah, I could see I could see like a spa versus a medical spa being kind of split in the same way that you see like conventional medicine versus natural medicine. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I went I had a gift certificate. I went to a natural spa tree. Actually, like right before we had our first couple of episodes of the podcast, I remember mm-hmm. I had my microderm for the first time. I was exciting. <laughs> it was it was awesome. I had such a great experience. But I found a good um clean spa to do you know I got some microderm done they do peels they do facials so Um, cool 
I don't know how they don't do any laser treatment. I don't think, mm-hmm. um, but they do uh, a few other extra little like microcurrent and things like that. So I got a little microcurrent done, which was pretty cool. Oh yeah, radio frequency, microcurrent, all those things yeah. that don't like break into so the skin. So it is possible mm-hmm. you can kind of check what products your local spots use and maybe go for a more natural spa or Bring if you want to go like if you're fancy yeah if you're if you're bringing like definitely get a consultation ahead of time but if you know your skin well enough and you know what you want if somebody had come to me in the med spa world and just said look these are my parameters like I really want this treatment done what what can I bring in and I would probably just have them bring all their products in (laughs) and then you could pick and choose what would be appropriate yeah like don't assume that you know what the esthetician is going to use but say Mm. um you know is it against policy for me to bring my own products in and more times than not they'll be surprised but I think they'll be amicable to it so definitely take charge might turn into a really good conversation (laughs) yeah definitely yes exactly and I would have been totally all for that when I was in the med spa world like somebody taking charge of their own skincare health heck yeah I would have been like yes that's awesome bring your stuff okay second question we've got for you are what are your thoughts on injectables and then will you tell me what injectables are (laughs) yes yes so this is going to be an interesting topic because I don't think it's talked about enough but this is probably the second most biggest dm question i get (laughs) and because most people want to have this conversation privately totally understand because when you're doing research you want to understand what this is but most of the time things that are injected into your um into your skin come from a needle so they're breaking through the skin barrier and they're being put into places that naturally wouldn't necessarily happen to you for for instance like botox botox is an injectable um juvederm which is an um a filler and we'll talk a little bit about that too, because there I want to explain what that is. It anything that is going to be really affecting like the deeper layers of your skin or your muscle, which is what um, Botox is doing, is really what an injectable is. There are so many different things on the market now that um, I have, it's, and they're just becoming bigger and bigger and bigger um, markets. So you've got Botox, and then you've got things like Restylane and Juvederm, and all these things are meant to stick around for a short amount of time or a long period of time. Like Botox is only a stick around for like three or four months. And the point of Botox is to literally stop your muscles ability from receiving synapse. Like it's not going to get any electrical current to it. It's not, it's going to stop receiving impulses. And so over time your muscle becomes atrophied in that area. And of course that sounds horrific and scary, but it is literally like such a small amount this was um, probably one of the scariest things for me when I started learning more about safety and efficacy and understanding, um, you know, how to still get results, but be aware of what we're putting in and on our body. <laughs> I got this question a lot because people, you you can't mimic Botox results easily because it's very effective. <laughs> so for me, it... My thoughts on injectables are really, you know, what is the substance being used? What What is it? So in Botox's case, it's it's botulinum, botulinum toxin. So it's going to, it's a literal toxin. And in large doses, it's lethal, but it is so diluted. <laughs> it sounds super scary. My, I have to say Minor it. details. I know, minor details. Uh, well, and it's important to say this, that Botox was not, made for cosmetic reasons it was actually made for like medical procedures 
And it was first brought into the medical market in like 1977. And I know all these facts because I had to talk about them all the time. (laughs) And they were made actually for um, correcting eye muscles because people were having issues with correcting their um, ocular vision and things like that. So it was important for people to understand where it came from. It was never meant to be a cosmetic thing. And then it evolved into it um, almost on accident because they were noticing people were having phenomenal like skin results from. Yeah, they're like their fine lines and wrinkles around their eyes. Yes, were gone. Exactly. And um, and from then it started to get studied more because the uses of it were so um, efficient. And one of the Um, One of the trainers that I had worked with told me this story that absolutely fascinated me that it can be used for good because it's so temporary. It's it's like as soon as the body um, metabolizes it and gets rid of it, it's literally gone. It doesn't bioaccumulate. It doesn't stay in the body. And it was made for um, in larger doses. It was studied to see how if it was going to bioaccumulate or stay in the body. And they it was actually approved for uh, spinal patients pediatric spinal patients that needed spinal recovery but they couldn't put them in a body cast because it wasn't safe for them for whatever reason and the and a lot of those things it makes me think I think there needs to be more research done on Botox truth be told so my first of course yeah always my I think there needs to be more conversation of how long like what's it doing long term we know it doesn't bioaccumulate but we it's only been around since the 70s so what else? How long has it been studied? There's also other substance um, that are kind of come into play. Things like Juvederm. Juvederm is a filler. So it's going to be filling volume loss. So when you start to see those fine lines or those deeper lines kind of around your mouth, they're called the nasolabial folds. You put a filler in that area and it's actually going to create more volume that you was lost from use. Because as we we get those same motions over and over again, our body breaks down the collagen and it, it basically deteriorates. So it doesn't have the same kind of thickness and structure that it used to. So hyaluronic acid is usually what the fillers are made from. So there's there's more dense versions of Juvederm. There's Restylane is a little more dense version. So like the nasolabial folds around the mouth needs a little denser version because that gets used so much. But like your lips would need something like Juvederm, which is much softer. Your body's going to metabolize it faster. I don't have a problem with hyaluronic acid. It's something that your body naturally makes. And so my my professional standpoint, it's taken me two years to decide <laughs> as I've tried to like figure these things out. I have no problem with hyaluronic acid, but there are some long term fillers that I don't think there's enough information on that are usually put in like the cheeks and the harder parts of the face that I think there needs to be a little more research on. Um, but the procedure wise, the thing that I do have the most problem with is actually the numbing cream. The numbing cream is, let's face it, necessary. I mean, nobody wants to like go into a procedure like that with full functioning nerves, you know, <laughs> but Ouch. yeah, it sounds, sounds super painful. Um, but the problem with numbing cream is everyone reacts very differently to it. It's meant to like affect your nerves. There are some people that literally can't tolerate it and there's no real test to understand that until you've tried it. And you, you can deal with things like massive amounts of swelling. You can deal with prolonged numbness. You can deal with um, allergic reaction that can take like a week or more to go away. You can deal with um, really deep peeling of the skin. There's just a lot of things that go into that. So I, I really encourage people to have a conversation with their provider about their numbing cream because that's the thing that doesn't get talked about enough. When Do they ever use like injectable numbing agents? 
typically no, because I think that you have to have a different certification to be able to handle that. That was a good yeah. question, though. Um, for the most part, if, if somebody chooses, there's there are people that opt out of the numbing cream. And I'm like, I remember watching those people and being like, you are a rock star. But they there are things you can do. You can uh, literally ha- like drive to the facility with an ice pack on the area because like n- numbing with ice can work for things like um, like Juvederm or something that's like a very soft product that's not going to be uh, it's not going to hurt a whole lot. It's really the needle puncture that hurts the most. So really this is kind of a very personal like you have to do your own research. You have to talk to the provider and make sure that they're credible it's very provider dependent have a conversation about the procedure about the numbing cream and just know what it might do for your body specifically if you know that you can't handle um, any stress on your body then then walk away from it for a while and decide to try um, learning more about it later on but really know everything you can about the procedure before you decide to like invest in it is really my advice and don't ever hesitate to ask for a second consult if you need it because you need more and ask more questions that's a that's a thing hmm awesome well I feel like I just learned a lot about injectables that I really had no idea about you didn't even know you needed to know (laughs) yes but I might want them later so it is good to know never say never (laughs) I'm interested to learn more from you about hyaluronic acid we should talk more about that in a future yes future. it's a very interesting to have substance. like a little skin actives chat mm-hmm. um so next question is a really common one that i hear too and it says i have brown spots on my face especially after summertime what treatments could i do for that this is a really interesting question because there is there's really i hate saying this it depends <laughs> so <laughs> If you find that you have um, got brown spots on your face after pregnancy or you feel like they're not well-defined little circles or anything of the like, then you're probably dealing with something that is more hormonally hormonally driven. So a lot of women experience this post-pregnancy or in their postpartum journey, um, sometimes during pregnancy. And it's important to have a conversation about the structure of the skin before I can get into the treatment because otherwise the treatment won't make any sense. So in our skin, we've got melanocytes are a specific cell that live within our skin that make us tan, that cause color to our skin. It gives us melanin, which is the pigmentation in our skin. And it's the whole point of a melanocyte is to protect our skin from UV rays, right? So just like if you have a little bit more, a little more, like let's say you're wearing a black shirt you can feel it getting hot, right? You can feel the black shirt getting hot. If you're wearing a white shirt, it stays a little cooler. That's a thing because the black is actually absorbing some of that energy and it's holding on to that energy. It's just like with our skin. So if we have a little bit of um, melanin in our skin, it's protecting our our body from absorbing more rays into it. So it's it's a form of protection that is not damage, if that makes any sense. Hmm. So... Knowing that you think of it, you think of it as damage because it's altering the color of your skin, right? And most people feel of it as damage, but it doesn't change the structure of our skin. Um, sometimes there is dysfunction within our melanocytes, which some people view as um, damage, but it's more of a dysfunction of the melanocyte, and that can be spurred on by things like um, pregnancy, um, hormone dysfunction, um, any anything that's going to stimulate that into action is 
really a dysfunction of the melanocyte. So we, we have to decide, are we dealing with dysfunction in the melanocyte? That's just, it's just deciding to pigment um, for whatever reason it's being stimulated. Or are we dealing with a, like a tanned skin? <laughs> like, cause some people don't tan evenly, like their body's going to give them freckles, right? Or they're going to have like um, just discoloration in some spots and not in other places. So that's usually when we're dealing with things like age spots, um, th- things that pop up over time. Um, or if you find yourself being more freckly in the fall, like at the very end of summer, or you know you get more pigmentation in the summertime, then definitely this, there's definitely some treatments for that. So the first one that I want to talk about is called IPL treatment, which stands for intense pulsed light. So it's, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's just an intense, visible, broad spectrum pulse of light. So meaning it's, it's visible. Like you can see when somebody pulses the light, your light, your eyes will see it. Um, and this is just the, the, the typical range that we're targeting is going to target certain pigments in our skin. So that this treatment, IPLs are not great for anyone who's like medium dark and darker when their skin gets darker like that then this then that's a contraindication for this treatment because there's too much pigment there to work with and it it's not safe so we don't want to go that direction so if you have really fair skin and you have even if you have medium skin you can definitely need to talk to your provider to make sure that you are the right candidate for it because the darker your skin the harder it is to get a proper treatment out of it but um what the interesting part about this treatment is, is it actually targets that and it'll actually pull the cells up faster to the, the surface of the skin. So when you first have the treatment done, you're, they're going to be darker and it freaks everybody out. We did our best to like give everyone proper expectations of like, you know, sometimes when we get a really good one and it pulls up really hard, it's going to turn black and it'll turn super dark. But the difference is, is it's closer to the surface and it'll slough off faster so really the IPL is going to be causing the pigmentation to rise higher in the cell structure. So it's going to turn over faster, thus giving you clear skin sooner. Uh, so that's really the bulk of IPL. I'm sure I could talk more, but <laughs> I love hearing you geek out on all this good stuff. Oh, this so, is just the beginning. I get it gets worse. So if someone is not a good candidate for IPL, but wants to deal with like brown spots either via like pigmentation or hyperpigmentation or pregnancy mask like you were talking about um what are some skincare things they can do to help Ooh, with that? absolutely yeah and there's other treatments that you can do if you have like uh like right in the middle range of medium colored skin to darker skin tone um or if you're dealing with um, like pregnancy mask and things like that chemical peels man if you get the right chemical peel for your skin, then you're going to be help speeding up that cell turnover process and it's going to create a more even tone all the way around, um, especially for women that are dealing with it in pregnancy. Because part of the thing is, is the our hormones are actually the thing that's stimulating the melanocyte in that situation. So while we can't turn off that hormone uh, signal, we can aid the body's process in speeding up that process. And a lot of times when you're speeding up that process, it lightens significantly to the point where you don't notice it as much. But the other part of it is SPF. That is going to be a big part of dealing with pigmentation in the skin is finding sun protection that works for you, that's safe for you, safe for the environment. All those things are going to be super important for long-term care 
And um, typically vitamin C is another great one to go for if you don't have dry, sensitive skin in the winter. So make sure you know your skin type like super well. But those are all really great things that you can do if your skin's not fair or medium. Yeah. So basically focusing on cell turnover and anti-aging skincare. Right. Yeah. And microdermabrasions can be fantastic for that too. Awesome. Okay. So last question we have for you today is... Is laser hair removal permanent? Oh, this We'd is all a- like to know. <laughs> this is another How- super common question. So again, this is a kind of another depends situation, but I have to clarify. So laser hair removal is actually not legally laser hair removal. It's actually legally laser hair reduction for a reason. So it's not, we're not going in and permanently removing every single hair that's on your body. Really what the laser is doing is it's targeting the color of your hair and heating it up. So your hair is basically acting like that, that energy absorber and it cauterizes down at the very bottom of the bulb where the hair grows and it doesn't allow nutrients to go to that hair. Thus is why it stops growing. So that's why it's important that you go back for regular treatments. You need like six to eight treatments. Sometimes it can take about a year to get through a whole treatment schedule because you have all these different hairs that are growing all the time. And we can't possibly guarantee someone that they will have literally no hair. But most of the time, the hair will be so small when it grows back that if at all, if any of it grows back at all, that like you'll find yourself shaving like twice a year, like, (laughs) like hardly ever. Um, but this is another, like if you're a good candidate situation. So because we know the energy is absorbing, um, being absorbed by like the pigment, the darker the hair, the darker the difference between the hair and your skin color, the better your results are going to be. Um, and the more hard hitting we can come at the treatment. So, um, like the very, very best candidate for someone to have like really great results. Like the first time through somebody with super fair skin and like super dark hair. But if you have a good esthetician or you have a good registered nurse in your area, um, that's doing these treatments for you, they will know how to work with your skin type. So that's a quick note. I had a patient that was one of my absolute favorite patients and he had come from a different facility and he had, Um, was getting it done on his neck because he had um, Middle Eastern descent and he was um, a neurologist and he was in long surgeries and he's just like, truth be told, I can't stand it when my neck itches and I'm in surgery (laughs) and he just couldn't handle it. And so, and he really did have a lot of hair back there. So his goal was to significantly bring down the amount of hair that was growing there in the first place, but his hair color and his, um, skin color were relatively close to each other so we really had to like go on this journey of like I talked to the laser manufacturer I went through and talked to my doctor and we had to go back in and really create a custom treatment for him that was going to be safe for his skin but still effective and he'd already gone through a whole nother treatment um he'd gone through I think six to eight treatments somewhere else and then came to us and was just like is there anything you can do and we were successful within, we knew we were successful within like the third treatment. So about two months, well, three, about three months into it, we knew that things were going well. And that was such a moment of triumph for me. So just know that if you're coming in for these treatments, that a good provider could be everything for the results that you're looking for. I think that's always true. (laughs) So true. So true. 
you don't want to be getting any sort of medical treatment from someone who you don't jive with and trust and feel like is willing to hear out all of your concerns and walk you through any of the procedure and everything is nice and clean. Yes, 100%. Actually, this wasn't a question, but this is something I would like to say to anybody who's got questions about med spa treatments. There's a couple things that you can ask in your consult that are going to be a good sign of what kind of provider you're walking into the first one is obviously how long have you been doing it how long has my treatment provider been doing it because a lot of times you will have a lot of technicians within a facility so you want to ask you know tell me about your technicians tell me about your doctor how long have they been doing this Um, did they get any extra schooling which doesn't always happen and that doesn't mean they're a bad provider there just isn't any schooling so you have to do a lot of like manufacturer training so you can ask also what kind of manufacturer training do you do you get because great facilities will ask a lot of their provider of their manufacturers and they will send trainers to them on the regular. So you can ask those questions. The last question I would ask is, what is your procedure if I'm not happy with what I, my results? Hmm. A, yes. A lot of times. What is your uh, return policy? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm pretty sure they're not going to have one, but a good provider, a good facility will already know what that is right away. And they'll be able to tell you, this is the kind of steps you can expect afterwards if you're not happy. This is what we, this is how we like to handle our business with people that are unsatisfied with their treatments. So as long as you know that your provider has those things in, dialed in, you can probably walk in with confidence that they're going to do a great job. Well, it's also probably good to walk in there with like unrealistic expectations of what one treatment might do for you. Oh, 100%. Because <laughs> so many of these take multiple iterations or yes. um, consistency, just like everything else, it turns out. Yes. So. And actually, back to um, IPL, the IPL is the same way. IPL will take four to six treatments to really see significant lifting, and you want to start it in the fall. If you start it in spring, you're going to be running into all the sunlight, and it's just going to be hard and challenging. So there's definitely yeah. good times, bad times. That sort of thing. That's a good tip. I love it. Yeah. Well, I have one. I have one more personal question for Ooh. you. So you've had a couple of things done in a med spa lately. How's your experience been and what have you gotten done? Yeah. So I've been very fortunate to partner with a couple med spas in my area and I've known about them for a long time. Um, I know the providers that are there. It's been it's been wonderful. It's one of the girls that I used to work with kind of brought me in to do social media consulting and I've been very fortunate, very fortunate that I I walked into this situation knowing exactly what I wanted, knowing exactly what I didn't want. <laughs> I knew what to look for. And so my my experience has been fantastic. I've had, I had Juvederm in my lips done and I had it done, I think the 28th of December. So that was what, seven weeks ago? Mm-hmm. That was about seven weeks ago. And I've documented it all. And so it's all going to be, um, you can go and check out my Instagram. I'm going to be sh- kind of showing my journey on my Instagram right around the time this episode comes out. So you can see exactly what to expect if you're going to get your lips filled. Uh, I will say I did not have a great experience with the numbing cream the first time through. Be- my lips peeled so bad, like twice. What did you do differently the second time around? The second time around, I told them about it. (laughs) And so they used a slightly different formulation. They said that's not as strong as the words that they put in. And um, the injector that I was working with was like, we're going to wash your lips right away. 
and were she's like sometimes and they also didn't prep my lips um, as heavily with alcohol beforehand which like I've always said oil protects your face (laughs) and you put alcohol on it and it will get rid of the oil on your face so she didn't use as much alcohol and then she had me wash my lips and I brought my own cleansers with me the second time so I was a little more protective over my skin and she's she thought it was great that I brought my own stuff. So don't hesitate to bring your own things. Some people might be surprised, but they're not going to be upset. They're going to be like, oh, do, do whatever you got to do. But I had one syringe done. And then the interesting thing about hyaluronic acid fillers, so like Juvederm, Restylane, Juvederm XC, anything that's going to be a little thicker, is you will need a touch up after your first time pretty quickly. Like I needed a touch up two weeks after because it was like significantly way less, about probably less than 50% than the in volume after two weeks your first time and a lot of that has to do with the fact that your body you're asking your body to build structure around this thing to support it so it's going to be stimulating collagen buildup so that was part of my goal I don't need Kylie Jenner lips I don't I don't need (laughs) the like luscious that doesn't look great on my face I don't want that what I want is I want to be able to keep my youthful structure on my on my lips I want to keep those lines away those vertical lines that happen right over your lip line um, and also on my top lip, on the outside, my lip is, as I've gotten a little older, it starts to curl in a little bit. And so I want to keep my structure of my lips current and I don't want it to keep deteriorating. So part of my, like, I'm not going to do this super often. It's really more about maintaining, um, and, you know, trying to keep my skin in an anti-aging state <laughs> than it is about changing the look of my face. So that was, I I had expectations already going into it. So I only used one syringe and then I used half a syringe for touch up. And then they're holding the other half of my syringe for when I need a touch up probably eight months from now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, and then the next time after that, I'll probably only touch up once a year. So it's like the first time through you need touch up real quick because your body's still building that structure to hold the product and, um, create stability in that area. And then the second time through, uh, I was significantly less swollen, but I also think that's probably because I was more protective of my skin in that process. And then, and then I won't need a touch up again for eight months, probably at the end of this year is when I'll go back for a touch up in that area. So that was awesome. That was fun. And I'm excited because I've got a series coming out with the, these med spas on things like hydrofacials and microneedling. And we're going to talk about, Um, PRP, which is a platelet treatment. There's just a lot of really exciting things to talk about when it comes to treatments that can um, be preventative and can do a lot of reversal of um, fine lines and uh, just kind of get rid of acne scarring, which is really exciting. And uh, you best believe I'm going to go in and get my laser hair removal finished because I don't know how this happened. I think I spent all that time in the med spa world and I just never took the time to like treat myself. I just treated everybody else <laughs> so enneagram two done uh, <laughs> it's like all the other technicians uh, all the other is, i mean it, it goes the same with you know like being a chef you cook for everybody else and then you don't cook for yourself when you right. go home or whatever it is it's the same 100%. the same 100%. yep percent awesome i think it's nice to hear even people in the natural holistic world say hey if you want to get some treatments done it's okay 
It is. And you do you. And obviously you're perfect and just fine just the way you are. But you get to decide, yeah. you know, any any things you want to do to enhance your own appearance and, and kind of improve your confidence or get back that youthful plumpness in your lips. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so funny. I think about my own and I'm literally like... I could probably give you some to inject inside <laughs> your own lips. Oh my gosh, that would be interesting. Fat transfer. Hmm. Uh, fat transfer from me to you. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have plenty in the lip area. I know when Cassie but. first saw me, she was like, oh, welcome to the club. Because I was super swollen the first time I saw her. Oh, <laughs> uh, It took me a long time to be comfortable with wearing lipstick because I've always had relatively big lips. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Th- yeah. The first week of each injection my lips were significantly bigger like almost uncomfortably big for me like I didn't like it and I think big well they look are beautiful they look great now thanks yeah I think they've settled exactly where I expected them to settle just expected that you're gonna be swollen for a little while in fact 10 days into the first one my dad was like very casually he's just like so this swelling's gonna go away right <laughs> And I was like, yes, yes, it's going to significantly go down more and more as time goes on. It's just the first like 10 days and then you go in for a touch up. So I'm like, sometimes the first month is just not exactly where I want it, but I never went crazy. So I'm like, expectations is everything. Like as long as you understand what to expect with your results and where they're going to be. And part of the benefit on my end was that I got to see a lot of treatments done and I got to see a lot of repeat patients come in and see their results after the swelling had gone down and they had a chance to like rest. So I, I knew one syringe is all I wanted, which by the way is not very much product. One syringe is like, I think it's like a third of a teaspoon. It's like literally like the smallest amount of product. Uh, so I knew that that's all I wanted. So as long as you, man, you will find so much information and see what other people's results are. Cause most of the time, like, especially on Instagram, other providers and med spas post people's before and afters and they'll say they had this much product or this is the product that they used. And you can tell, you can go in with these before and after pictures and be like, this is what I don't want and this is what I do want. Ooh, so go find your, super the helpful. med spa that you're going to go to on Instagram mm-hmm. and check out their results. And I mean, you can do that even if they're not on social media. But yeah, like, I mean, you better believe I shopped all the injectable hashtags and was just like, I had a little collection of like, this is what I don't want. This is what I do want because I have really unusual uh, like a roof to my upper lip that I was like, I have no desire to make that worse. Can we please not do that? <laughs> you do have a roof on so, your upper lip. I know that. I do. It's like this shelf, man. It's fine. It's me. It's me. And I'm proud of that shelf, but I didn't want to get bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's all uh, managing expectations, which I think is most things in life, but right? consistency, yeah. managing expectations, all of those things. Awesome. <laughs> Well, yes. thank you for answering all of our, our med spa slash fancy skin treatment questions. I think um, this is really helpful. Yeah, I, I hope that you guys get a chance to check out my Instagram because that's part of the fun of showing you guys all the goods because it seems like a secretive world, but it's not. There's so many fun things in yeah. that. Well, we already know you're all following Jenny B Beauty, but if you aren't, go do it right, right now. Right now. If this episode brings more questions to mind, definitely bring your questions to me. You can go to rebelheartradio.com and fill out our form on our website, and that'll come straight to me. Or you can go to our Instagram, and we are, Cassie and I are both very active on our Instagrams. You can find me at Jenny B Beauty on Instagram. 
Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Okay, oh, now goodness. I'm recording. Oh, goodness. All right. Hey, girl, hey. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. To the numbing cream you use. I'm wearing ice cream. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Come here, you. I'm recording. I know you. Go that way. I'll open my door when I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Off you go. <laughs> Go. I can't. I can't start talking until you go. Don't come in again. She like wants to. She wants to hear you talk. I know. Get out of here. Go. <clears throat> Close the door. I don't remember where I stopped. I think you were pretty much done with that question. I think I was. You speed up your cell turnover rate, and just on the targeted areas of your cells. <gasps> oh, shoot. That scared me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Not exactly where I want it, but I never went crazy. So I'm like. (laughs) Why are you doing that? Go. I told you not to come back in. Why are you disobeying? I I love you too, sweetie. I miss you too. I'm, I'm literally almost done, but you're making this longer. I'll see you soon, okay? You had like two more sentences to get out. <laughs> I know. I have to stop and listen because I don't even know where I was. I just I didn't see her walk in the room. Uh.